Hello, and thanks for checking out The Analog Show. This is Ian Jackson. This week I sat down with Jeremy Dunn and Julie Krasniak, the couple and team behind The Athletic in Portland, Oregon. The Athletic first got their start in 2013, went over beers. They came up with the idea for the Portland Airport Carpet Sock. Both Jeremy and Julie have a passion for endurance sports, especially running and cycling. Jeremy ran collegiately uh, out in the Midwest and started the East Coast Continental Team for Rafa. Julie is a 12-time French national champion on the bike and grew up in a family full of cyclists. Her father was a professional cyclist, and her grandfather and brother were also Cat 1 cyclists. Quite the uh, cycling heritage. Their store is absolutely amazing, and their socks kick some serious ass. We talk about community and the cycling industry at large. We also discuss their creative process, how they manage their day-to-day running a brand, a retail shop, and now an art gallery, as well as some of the great people they've had the opportunity to collaborate with. Also find an excuse to talk about basketball and footwear. Make sure to check out The Athletic if you're ever in Portland or online at theathleticcommunity.com. Follow The Athletic on Instagram at The Athletic. And if you have guests you'd like to recommend to the show, email us at hello at analogshow.com. Let's go. I've uh, been in the store a few times, and every time I'm in Portland, try to make it in there. So, oh, oh cool! Yeah, love, love what you guys are doing. So, Thank you. Yeah, definitely. So, how'd you two meet? We met. So, I used to work for Rafa, um, and we did a kind of a winter photo shoot in May in France. And Julie was one of the ladies that we were using as one of the models. And I was I was racing for like a, a team which was like sponsored by Rafa, like a woman continental team in Europe. Was that the that focus was, team, or was that earlier? No, before that. That's, that uh, that was like before that. That was like a UK based team for like a woman for road racing. We had this. We had this crazy Dutch guy that worked over in the London office named Rene and he was, he, I mean, he is awesome. Um, but he was really focused on promoting the women's side of kind of racing and cycling there. So he had a, a couple teams that he was sponsoring and she was on. Very nice. What's uh? so where, where'd the idea for the athletic come come along and kind of, how'd you guys get started there? Well, first of all, how'd you get bamboozled into coming over to Portland? Me? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, Jamie just told me to come check it out and then I did and left. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna hang out here. Is that cool? Can I stay with you and you like two roommates? <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I went to grad school in Eugene, so we were up in Portland as, as often as we right. could get there. So. Yeah, that's a fun town too. It, a lot of hippies, like real, real hippies. <laughs> well, it's Oregon after all. Real hippies. Yeah, exactly. Not Boulder hippies. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, so how'd the athletic, uh, you know, how'd you guys kind of get going with the athletic and get locked in with the community there? Well, it was kind of like a, I mean, it was, it's a, it's a funny and interesting, like, meshing of a few things that kind of all happened at once Mm -hmm. Um, we made this crazy the portland airport carpet sock and while we were in the process of creating it 
we were, I was trying to find some, Wait. some way to, to brand it. Mm-hmm. You already had the branding. But, like, and I had yeah, this branding. From the winter previous. Um, the athletic that had, that had sort of taken over my website from, you know, I used to have this magazine called Embrocation Cycling Journal. Yep. And when that went away, I wanted to change it to something. But one of the problems that I ran into with Embrocation was that people automatically assumed that it was very, that it was all bikes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a fair enough assumption because it mostly was. Um, and I knew I wanted to do something else or, you know, do something again. And I wanted to keep it broad enough that it, you know, didn't automatically go down that cycling road. We've got other interests besides cycling, running, playing basketball, rock climbing, you know, anything. And the athletic encompasses all of that yeah for sure so when we made this crazy portland airport carpet sock um and i had this blog that was the athletic it seemed like the kind of right time to use that to you know promote some some products side of things nice yeah i I have a couple pairs of the airport sock it's a it's a cool story i mean i love when side projects kind of turn into full-time gigs and and the way that it evolves because it's never the way you think it, it's never as simple as as it sounds in in retrospect and and it's always you know and the and the story is always story behind it's always great it's you know it's for you guys having that one product that kind of hit and struck a chord with the community and and i think with the athletic the thing that i always love about it and i'm you know i i do love that you guys tie in more than just cycling. You know, it's not just a cycling shop. It's really, uh, I really feel like it's a community hub, you know, and, and Portland has such like a strong, like vibrant community from not just endurance athletes, but just like you say, like basketball culture. And like just like people who are just like exercising as like a lifestyle, whatever they do is you have to do something. So. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And, and I think that's something too, that to, to me, cycling culture and some of those other pieces sometimes take themselves a little too seriously. And so to, to, you know, just, oh, yeah. a, just a little, <laughs> uh, so to have like a hub where people can, Hey, they can go for a long ride or a long run. And they have, a, they have, they have a place where they can connect with like-minded people. And you, you know, you go, you go for a long run and you're grabbing a drink after if, you know, or, or whatever it is. I, I think that's something that you guys do really, really well. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I know that it's just because that's what we're into, you know, and I have to assume that if you know, we're into it to that degree that there are other people out there as well that are doing it, you know, and you see it everywhere. The kind of cool thing is that, you know, I think even in the last couple of years, you start to see this shift of, you know, fitness in general being more about this holistic experience. And if you're just focused on one thing, you're not going to get this, that overall picture that, you know, is being an athlete and was the fun part about being an athlete. Yeah. If you don't have that, I think if you lose that balance or you don't have that balance to begin with, you just, you take yourself, you know, you, it's just how you approach it. I think you see it with a lot of, I mean, if it's runners or cyclists or even, you know, triathletes where it's like, it's just the training, it's just the suffering. It's just those pieces. Like those are all really important parts to what, you know, what we find, 
value or you know what what we you know find value in in our day-to-day lives like I grew up running and I ran in college and so like running has always been a really important part of my life and same with my wife you know and and so to see you know us as we like evolve as humans and grow older you know that that's not our only focus and you know we also spend probably way too much time watching league pass and way too much time like you know doing doing other things but it's like it's all about like you know it's basketball and it's it's running and it's our dogs and it's you know going out with friends kind of all those pieces and how they tie together totally yeah and i think it's because we've been i mean we've been like at a really high level competing at a really high level Mm -hmm. and our life was like so self-centered first long and so much about just one you know jamie was running in college and if that was like two workout a day and I was a professional cyclist and that was like 100 race a year. Yep. And so we kind of pass that. But, and, and I, I think like the athletic is kind of the answer to like those people who are like, not like discovering like the racing <clears throat> and the exercise. You know, when you, people get really into like becoming an athlete and sometimes they make out for what you didn't do when you were younger. <laughs> And, and we kind of, like, we are, this would be like phase one of like, you like, oh, I, I was just partying when I was 20 and now I'm 30 and I want like do all this Iron Man and do all this stuff. And hers, but I think we were like, well, we were partying, but we were like <laughs> mostly working out a lot and racing and competing a lot. And now it's kind of phase two. It's like, what we still love it, but that's not the way we want to do it. And I think that's like, what we try to feed, you know, something fun. Totally. And yeah, and I would love, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, I have no interest in getting on the track anymore and doing speed workouts, but I love trail running. And like, the more I can get on trails and like, just get out and, and run some single track and, or, you know, get out for even a quick run with my wife. Uh, you know, that's what I really enjoy about the sport now. And, you know, and, and for me, I, I always think it's, you know, and I don't know how you guys operate, but if, you know, when you ride together, if you go and go for a run together, you know, are you guys, do you set work aside or is that where some of your ideas come from? Long winded way to ask, like, how do your collaborations come about and how do you yeah. guys work together? <laughs> we do ride and run and work out. Quite a bit together, yeah. And I would say we we also work through a lot of those problems. Mm -hmm. You know, we're constantly like testing fabrics or even new product that you have to we haven't done yet. Right. And yeah, and it gives you you that that kind of like legitimate connection to it. You know, and everyone that works here rides bikes at I would say more than a, a above average you know, level. And so when we're like testing out new bibs or socks or whatnot, it is, it's the perfect venue for it. Right. You know, to get out and just like hammer out and then be able to talk about those things and, and what has come of them. Sure. Yeah. What's so how'd the Argonaut collab come about? Well, the Argonaut one is, is interesting because it's not really like a, I, I, yeah. it was more of an experiment for us. Um, ben is a good friend of ours and he came to us and said, I really need to focus on making bikes. There's only him and um, our other friend Boone who do all the Argonaut stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, there's absolutely no way that I can fulfill the demand 
of the kit orders that we need to do and make bikes at the same time. I just can't handle the customer service, the packing, the shipping, the sending, you know, stuff all over the world at the same time that we're making all the bikes that we need to make. So I said, cool, we can handle all of that. That's what we're doing on a daily basis. So let's figure out a way that we can work ourselves into your kit a little bit. And then we'll simply like be your retail outlet for it. Oh, it's, you know, I want to, I've come to realize in the last couple years of doing this, that the best way to keep everything kind of on a homeostasis is to like have these, you know, like these extending arms of, things that are going on, whether that's like, you know, the, the, uh, online sales are just kind of going up and down, but at the same time, there's a, an up and down of the retail store and that's a little different. So it kind of, they balance each other out and, you know, we've got the gallery and the community side of things. And so just, so like doing collaborations and tying in other people's communities, you know, is a, is a natural way to like keep everything balanced. And you know, Argonauts are Argonauts are cool. Yeah, yeah. Tony from Velosmith out in Chicago in Wilmette has been trying to get me on one for for the last couple of years. I love them; they're great bikes. You know, Tony. That's a that's a good one to know. He's he's one that of your, great. He's one of your dealers, right? Mm-hmm. He does some socks. Yeah. He's yeah. a he's a great guy. I love. I I feel like bike retail is going more in that direction where it's becoming more of a boutique and it's becoming more specialized and, and really kind of that, the way he serves that side, kind of the high end, the premium side of the market. I think he does a great job at it. Yeah. I, I need to get out and check out his space. I've known him for a long time. I'm excited to see kind of what he's doing with it, but yeah, him and um, like the cat, do you know Zach from Cascade bicycle studio? No, I don't. Um, He's out here in Seattle, and I would say he's one of the ones that kind of pioneered it. He was a he was a frame designer for Seven Cycles for a long time, and you know raced cyclocross bikes in the in the New England scene, and then moved out to Seattle and opened up his own space. And it's it was the first like you know appointment only. We are one of the number one seven dealers in the country. Just give us a call if you'd like to meet with us. You know, there there was never just like like a drop in bike shop, but he's made it really successful, and it's it's a super cool operation that he's going on. He's got going on up there. It's interesting to see see you guys and see you know people like him and Tony, like people that were on the the brand side of the industry, and then kind of really kind of plug back into the community. Um, it's something my wife and I talk about a lot where it's like, that's, we we're, you know, we're both on the road a lot for work. And so it's like, how do you plug back into that community or how do you bring people together? And, and, uh, and it's interesting to see that, that how, how different people are approaching it and, and kind of how they're connecting. You know, I think you guys take a unique approach on it cause you're, you, you've, you've kind of created your own brand. You also have the retail space. Um, how have you, so talk a little bit about the art, the art side of things. Like how have you guys connected? How'd you connect with, you know, with the gallery and, and with some of the, you know, some of the artists you work with, how, how'd that come about? Do you want to do that? Do you want me to do it? Yeah. Do you want to do it? Well, that's like, that's more like. It's my thing? No, that's how it's <laughs> differently. But um, 
Well, we we had like so we find like the, there was a space opening on a building where we are at. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of the perfect space for a gallery space for show art. And we always had like, basically, I don't know, it's probably just by like, you know, like you say, com- connecting the community. And then we always cross um, the way of like great, like photo- cool photographer and this really rad designer who happen also be like really good illustrator. And, you know, people who like, oh, I work there, but this is all I do on the side. And you just discover like this other world of like really interesting work. And um, and we were like, how do you, how do you display that? Because if you, if you go on like a first Thursday in Portland, which is like the, the art opening night, um, nobody do like, nobody have like a spot focus mm-hmm. uh, approach of like art and design and um and we were like let's just feel that because that's what we are into yeah and, um, and we have like this huge list of like rad people who know who are like producing that type of art who like exactly fit that so and i would i mean i would say it's unique in the sense that um i don't know of any other sport related galleries anywhere yeah so you know just through the people that we meet coming in the store or riding bikes or whatnot we had kind of built this whole network of of sporting or sport enthusiast artists you know and i and i do think that the the correlation is very real there of of creatives and you know movement for lack of a better um, term yeah. So, yeah, this became, like, a spot for us to really just yeah. highlight that. Yeah, I mean, and when you think about it, like, any sports, it's, it's like, the most visual experience you can imagine. Like, any sport, really, and, like, whatever it's, like, the movement itself, the way the body moves in a space, or, like, the usually, like, in, the, in, like, the sport industry, you always, like, have these crazy colors that you, you would never use in, like, real life, and... And I think like, I mean, we did a Moto GP show and for us that was just so interesting to see like, it's so much going on in like a Moto GP like um, venue, mm-hmm. whatever it's like the athlete and like the crazy, like the technology or like the public and like the track himself, how it's like decked out. I mean, it's really, I think, inspiring. You just like kind of make those little stop of like like image and like look at it from like this is like a super rad like mix of color and you know like perspective on like one moment of like this activity that was your first show right was that the first show at the gallery yeah okay. well, we did did one little show for uh mash for our friends in san francisco they had this kind of like traveling um 10th anniversary photography show for the launch of their book and so we did that and we kind of hung that up kind of fast and dirty (laughs) Uh, had a little party with it but then the first kind of official um show was the was the moto gp show what's hanging there is it no timeouts is that what's is is that there now there's like six pieces i want from there (laughs) at least Dude, me too. Every like when the stuff was coming in, I was just like, Julie had to keep like standing over my shoulder and being like, "No, hang it up!" Like, uh, 
it's not for you it's for the it's for the gallery but it could be <laughs> but it but it's possible it could be uh there's i the basketball culture in portland's just amazing so it's crazy though to see to go to the games there and you know see the amount of people that just go crazy for it and you watch some of the games you know i've been i've been to a bulls game i've been to a lot of bucks games and whatnot and nothing compares to going to a blazers game and and the fans and the way that people like you move here and you become a blazer fan just because of the you're surrounded by so much enthusiasm for it so oh we still watch them i mean we watch it so much on league pass and just from our time that we spent in oregon i mean it's like it, it gets in your blood pretty quick for sure yeah it's so good i'm excited and i'm excited to see what you know they've made it this far and you know i'm nervous for them but it'll it'll be a fun thing to watch either way yeah. Oh, definitely. And it was a, you know, I think the season, not to, I could talk basketball for hours, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave this tangent soon, but I think, you know, it was a season that nobody was really expect had, had very low expectations and seeing CJ and Dame like really come together and get the team together and really see it become their team was, was pretty cool. I thought. All of them, you know, Mason Plumley, Davis, you know, like that, I mean, knew that became like a pretty solid crew really quick for sure. Yeah, 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 that was yeah, definitely. So, well, let's uh, let's chat a little on uh, you know, I think it's interesting. You guys have like a really good selection of like publications in the store too. So, I, I think it's interesting, and you you'll have a unique take on it with Embrocation. Like, you know, what I think it's interesting seeing what Tracksmith is doing with Meter and what Alpine Modern is doing with with their you know with their journal, and even like some of these. There's like this great coffee. Um, magazine called Drift and like seeing all these like kind of like seeing all these publications come out that are pretty niche and like focused on subject matter that I love like what do you guys you know is that something you guys are, have thought about you know doing with The Athletic? I mean yeah well, well this, so we've like it's, it's kind of like I always joke it's like Jamie personal library that you can buy from for sure like it's pretty much, pretty much what it is and for like I mean, Jamie had like on vacation for like, that was 10 years ago that you started it. Like, so basically, whatever, like, and when I started to travel with Jamie, like, whatever I go in, we were going in the city when I was racing, he would always like, he go to a bookstore or like a crazy magazine store and just like buy a ton of like those crazy magazines you never heard of. Of course. So kind of like all over the world. So at home, we just have like this crazy selection of stuff and from there we were like we can we should like just have that access to everybody and the first idea was like to just have kind of a library in a front store mm -hmm. so I just, like borrow a book and it quickly become like logistically like kind of impossible to run so we just were like let's just like buy those cool magazine and import them from all over the world and have like it's almost, it's, it's really, it's not any money maker or anything. It's really there for inspiration and, you know, to kind of like find, because it's hard to get, those magazines are hard to get otherwise. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's nice. I, that's what I love. I think I spent, the last time I was there, I think I spent like 45 minutes just looking at, like flipping through, like, you know, some some of the pieces that like I hadn't seen before and, and then, you know, geeking out on the ones that I had already read like three times. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, is what it is. It is like it's a the publication side of it is a you know it's a it's a 
big thing for me. You know, I'm, I grew up being an avid, voracious reader of comic books. And Still is. Books and, and uh, you know, so it's cool to be able to bring those things to life in there. You know, I wish we had the, you know, we have so many ideas that, yeah. that, you know, there's only so much time in the day to enact them. But yeah, like having a this crazy magazine or old sport book library is one of my dreams, you know, and people can just come in and like have a beer and sit around and read these things and, you know, or take, check them out and take them with them. And logistically, it's just not feasible, but. So, well, how do you, so how do you focus? I know like from a bandwidth standpoint and you guys have like a, a fairly small team, you know, how do you focus in on the projects that you, you know, want to go after and how do you kind of put the, put those other ones aside? You know, is it one of, does one of you have that kind of 30,000 foot approach and the other one, it, it like brings it back down to earth a little bit? You know what that means? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Jamie's like all over the place all the time. <laughs> and I'm, I'm tends to be like that too, but since we, We've been working together for like a year and a half now. Um, we, I, I have to be the one, I have to take on me and be the one which is like just snapping and like eyes going crazy and just be like, no, no, no. Okay, this is what we have to do right now. And yeah, both 10 other ideas are like super cool, really into it. Let's not focus on that right now. So yeah. definitely like it takes that to do a business, which sometimes it's like, it's like you do you do all. I mean, the athletic was like almost a hobby at the beginning, and that keeps you really inspired and always tokens. And at some point, you just have like to say like, I'm I need like one hour a day not do something that inspiring, yeah. which is like focus and get the project like done. But in order to make this being a actual business and something we can like sustain a team of like five people because that's how many people walk here. So, yeah, I mean, again, like I have a problem saying no. Um, and you know, I realized that early on with the embarkation side of things, you know, I just, I wanted to frankly do too much. Um, and I still have that problem, you know, especially when it comes to, collaborating with people you know i want to do something for and with everyone you know i i really like like i feel bad sometimes i meet people in person and they're like oh yeah remember i emailed you that thing and you never emailed me back and i was this you know part of that is just like a fear of like letting those people down and mm -hmm. actually saying no to things which i need to do and then you know i i feel like i've gotten better at as we've progressed but yeah, it's fucking impossible because I just like there's so much cool stuff out there, you know. Yeah. Like I want to do it all. It's tough. I, I'm the same way. I have like I'm I'm terrible at saying no. Like I, it's just it, you want to take it all on, and like I I think if you just have, uh, like I study English in school, and so I've read a ton, and I just have this like curiosity for the world. And so if you like, I feel like if you approach the world that way and you like have this like open eyed, like, you know, uh, you know, approach to it, it's really hard to be like, you're like, oh, that's badass. I want to do that. When really it's like, no, we should focus on like, we need to focus on getting these designs done, getting this into production, you know, get, you know, working on these POs or whatever it is in your day to day. And, and it's hard to say no to some of those other things. Sounds a lot like my wife. <laughs> 
So what do you guys, you know, how do you approach the, uh, you know, kind of cycling running heritage piece versus, you know, having like more, cause I feel like you guys are a little more playful with it and I'd be interested with, with, with kind of both your takes on it, but I know, you know, Jeremy coming from Rafa, which is definitely like deep in the trenches of the heritage approach on cycling, you know, but, but I think they've even evolved, you know, with team sky and some of those other pieces, but you know, how do you guys approach that, that piece? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think the key is to, you know, like we're obviously enamored with it in the sense that, um, Julie's dad was a professional cyclist his entire life, you know, her grandfather raced basically cat one races until he was laid into his sixties. Um, and so we, we definitely have an affinity for it. You know, we like the photography is great. The, you know, and, and kind of the way that we approached it when we were at rough, when I was at Rafa was, you know, perfect mm-hmm. in my mind. It's, and that's funny too, because I look at something like tracksmith and I'm just like, I can easily, I, I love what they're doing, but I'm, I'm way better at dismissing it because of the Ivy League running association with it. And I ran in college. It's very and, New England. Right. It's super New England. And, and I'm just like, oh, I'm over it. But, yeah. I, but I do like what they're doing. Yep. So it's weird to have like, I kind of feel like the best way to do it is to you know, lean towards the stuff that you're into and, but at the same time, be able to like pay tribute and appreciate yeah. where it came from and know where it came from. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the adage. Yeah. I think for us, it's, well, that's what, the adage that yeah. like designers take is that, you know, you can break the rules if you know them. Yep. So, you know, that like, we've we've all put in our time in in the like yeah and for me i mean rides and heritage stuff it's like of you you speak every device back which is sitting on my attic parents since like 35 years so <laughs> my grand grandfather you think this is cool really so it's but it's more i would like knowing like where things come from and appreciate it that taking it as like a marketing pitch when really you never being into the culture and you never really appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like a lot of the industry is like just basically using it right now without actually really know anything about it or even appreciate it for what it is and respecting it. And us, it's more like we don't, we not, we not, we don't want to do that for us. It's just like part of our life. Yeah, you know it's, what a, I mean? it's the authenticity piece, right? Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's not, totally, it's not yeah. using you know, telling, you're not telling a story just, yeah. And that's one of those things too, where I, I like, I do like the tracksmith is a, Hey, they've gone into a running space and have kind of shaken things up a little and they've, they've told some stories, but some of the stories they tell, I, I'm like, all right, it seems a little forced or it doesn't seem, you know, it's not quite my experience or, you know, whatever it is, just because I grew up out West and I didn't go to an Ivy league school and I didn't do any of those things. Whereas, um, you know, I think, you know, Julia, for you, like, Hey, you're, you know, that was your family. That was you growing up. So it was like bicycles were just a part of your life and cycling was just a part of your life. And so it wasn't this thought of, you know, just having to craft a story. It was just, it was kind of just what, what, what surrounded you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like 
it but it's i mean in in a way i appreciate that it's basically the marketing which is being made around it by like bigger companies it's kind of bringing it a way wider uh, population into cycling we just would have nothing to do about it uh, but it's true like a lot of stuff i kind of roll my eyes because i'm like really <laughs> like that's how we're talking about it right now <laughs> like kind of just like things we think will feel so natural and we shouldn't maybe I mean, you can point at things. I don't know, explain really in English. Sometimes it's hard to find the word, but just more like, just have like a more natural pitch to be like, hey, do what feels good. Don't necessarily do something because someone tells you to do it. You know what I mean? Well, it's, so yeah, let's, I mean, let's talk about that a little. I think it's, it, I always find it fascinating, like how brands approach uh, women in endurance in endurance sports. So like, uh, you know, like my wife's a distance runner and she's a trail runner. And it's always like the, a lot of the shoots are like models who are all done up with makeup and who are really, you know, like overdone and all those pieces. And, and it drives her crazy because she's like, that's not how I like, that's not how my friends are. It's not how I am. And, and she's just like, it's bullshit. It's not authentic. And, you know, is that, is that kind of how you feel about how a lot of brands approach kind of, you know, fema- yeah, the female I mean, demographic? It's like, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Um, it's being approached that way because it's a decision I'm taking by, like, people, like, people who are, like, older, came from the 90s corporate environment. And that's how you always done it. So you keep doing it. And they are not actually talking to their audience on top of like, if you want to have like a more feminist approach, you're also projecting an ima- image of woman, which is so wrong. Because like you say, it's not, I don't, I, no, I don't wear makeup when I go run or ride. And I, I mean, I look, I don't, I mean, I, I'm sweet. I don't look like a model, like a top model. But that's what it is. And I think they have like, you got, you know, kind of like the art gallery, you got to be able to stop this moment and see the beauty and doing that and see like the strength in women and not this like, put like a legging and a sport bra on a, like a skinny woman who have no muscle yeah, yeah. because you're lying, you know, you're just like projecting something so wrong. And then I think beyond that, it goes also to the fact that you impacting the self-confidence of women, women who try to build like self-confidence and you make them feel like this is how you should look. And, and no, that's not how you should look. You should look how you feel good and you should do sport to feel good in your own skin and feel strong and not to like match up with like ad on this magazine, if that makes sense. No, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's, it's something that I, I feel like is evolving and I, I feel like some brands are, are doing a better job than others at, you know, I, I think the Roth ambassador program and like some of the women that they've, they use, like, I think that's a much more authentic voice that they've kind of found. That's- yeah, definitely. It's like the, ambas- the Rafa, I mean, some ambassador that's women who for me are really inspiring like on a, like a personal level, mm-hmm. which I like never before that in a sport. I mean, I like growing up being an athlete. I can tell you, I never had a role model that I was like, this woman is really rad and this is how I want to be. Jenny like, Longo wasn't your role model? <laughs> no, Jenny Longo sadly wasn't my role model. And, um, but then you realize it's like, 
being in like the Pacific Northwest and having this like outdoor culture, you meet those women who like have put their lifestyle into being healthy and fit and happy. Mm-hmm. And and so, that for me is like really inspiring, you know. Definitely. Yeah. So for sure. yeah, and for the athletic, like the idea is like the athletic is like a neutral gender and which which is like what I always we always with Jamie we were on the same page with that. It's like whatever we do a design, it's not we don't pick a color for women or one men. We make a running kit because we think it's cool and we're just gonna make cut for women and men because I wanna wear the same things. I you know I don't need another like colorway or um, I just need maybe a So you just make it in pink, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's nothing wrong with like the pink color. No, actually, I, it's like nothing wrong with like putting makeup. It's about like it's about about why you do it. And then, so, but I we started kind of this like I started this thing called Bondefi, and it's it's kind of like to answer to like what the industry is like giving for women, like the the big big guy in the industry, and kind of be like other like another voice we speak like this is my crew of friends and this is what we're doing and and just kind of talk about it and put that out there and put the idea that it's no rules like you can do whatever you want Mm -hmm. and and it's a translation for it's like you say girl bonds does that make sense do i say right yeah girl girl girl, band of girls or girl girl gang but and 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 I'm I'm trying to like put the word out there that that you can be athletic and have fun and without like you know looking like a cover of like a 1992 magazine or something. Like that. No, for, yeah, for sure. No, I like it. And no, I you know I love the approach. And I and I think it's interesting taking like removing the gender piece out of it for you guys. Um, you know, it's funny. My like like Katie like my wife like she she loves your socks and your apparel like as much as i do and and it's just funny because we can both like first of all it's a pain in the ass to keep our socks separate but that's like that's like <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> i can only imagine uh but that's like every every couple's like problem who like are both runners or both cyclists or whatever it's like keeping your gear separate is is the biggest pain in the ass it makes me wish though that we had the same size feet or that we had yeah. rode the same size bike. Yeah, right. So she gets all these sweet bikes and I'm like, oh, that looks nice. I'd like to try that. What are you guys riding these days? Well, she's been riding her Madone, Trek Madone. And uh, yeah, I have that, which is, and I have a Silk, a Trek Silk, which I really, really like. It's just like, <clears throat> um, I've been starting to do like the PIR, like Creed series, like training on and I need like a race bike to do that. Um, but then I, which I, so I use a Madon and then I use a Silk for like longer ride and, you know, more just like things where I want to be a little be more comfortable. The Silk's a perfect example of a brand, I think, doing like a women's bike the right way. Like the, the way they lay up that carbon and the way they like construct that bike makes so much sense instead of just, again, like throwing throwing pretty colors on it or whatever like they actually like did so I much i want a high-end product i want a high-end product yeah i want like a second-run product because 
it's warm and market. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Like, and I think the silk is like, you can have like, it's a really light bag. You have really nice composite. Um, the colorway are really cool. It's not like, it's not like you don't look like a, being a six years old playing with a Barbie. Um, yeah, really, we, I mean, I've been, it's been fun to work with Trek because you're really trying to like, yeah, be ahead of the market for that. And Jamie is the one who have like the coolest bag. I say my bags are okay, but Jamie have like really cool bag. Is that true? Yeah. So what do you ride? Like the Alchemy. I have a, um, I've been riding my, I have a Richard Sachs road bike um, that he gave to me when we started the, the Rafa Continental program on the East Coast. And I kind of like, you know, I have a few bikes, but some they were all mostly in shambles this kind of winter and into the spring and so i just kept going back to that one and it's such a fun bike to ride that's that's awesome i his stuff i like i love that collab you guys did i believe i've seen the bike that yeah like i love that if it's the frame i'm thinking of i that's that's a really cool bike well there there aren't too many black richard Sachs bikes out there so nice i'm i'm officially jealous yeah <laughs> No, it's fun. And he's, you know, he's so fun to work with and he gets so excited about cyclocross and, you know, from early on, like that my early days of having a cyclocross team, all I did was go to the races and like follow him around and watch what he was doing and to a degree that, uh, you know, he's for me still the, the pinnacle of a, what embodies a team and, you know, he turns it into a family and that's, that's all you can hope for when it comes to that. I mean, I think you see that in cycling. You see it in basketball. It's like the teams that spend time together and and build relationships and bonds that are just like move beyond the court or move beyond uh, when you're on the bike or when you're racing with each other. I think that's you see some you know the people really want to go to battle for each other, and and I love that. You know, it's because like, then you you get results that are aren't aren't expected. Yeah, they're like a cool side bonus yeah i mean and the collab you did with richard Sachs, that was just like the perfect that was the perfect thing because jamie like know him since a really long time and then he started he started to work with us and industry which is like a super badass company and we were like well let's just like things those both like let's just use all of that and make something something cool let's help out with that so those projects definitely came out like with everybody of like really good skills in like his domain and putting together, you just have like the perfect collaboration, the perfect product and mostly just having fun, you know, you don't feel like. Desi uh, Design Week was here in Portland two weeks ago and we went and saw Andy Cruz from House Industries oh, talk. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And he was, it was funny because he was talking about working with, um, Ed, Big Daddy Roth, uh -huh. and they did, like, they turned all that rat fink stuff, like, they made it into actual fonts for him and stuff, and, you know, Andy was saying how cool it was to just be, like, driving down the road with Ed Roth and talking about old cars and stuff, and, you know, that's, and I was, like, thinking, at first I was, like, oh, that would be so cool, I wonder who that would be to, for me to work with, and then I'm, like, oh, well, I get to work with Richard Sachs, you know, and like I have that exact same feeling when I see him at a cyclocross race and he runs up and gives you a big hug. And yeah, 
so that's it was it, it's such a cool trio to be working with with house industries and richard and rich wrote there is super rad so yeah it's a dream it's amazing the wealth of knowledge that like some 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 designers have and like just and and then the willingness to share it too and the willingness to collaborate or you know whatever it is it's it, it it always blows me away i know a couple couple really good designers in chicago and and they're the same way where it's like they've they've met everyone they've worked with everyone you know if they 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 did their time at the you know the big brands at you know if that's a nike or whoever it is and um you know them kind of going out and and opening their own studio and and just seeing how they you know how they interact with with other designers and how they bring people up i i think is really cool it's a great great community like does the design community uh, I, I, there's such direct correlations to the design community to which you know obviously you guys um, you know, utilize and, and use, but the design community to endurance and endurance sports and athletics, I think like it's just such a team approach. And hopefully in the next couple of months, our, 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 um, we're going to be taking our design scenario up a notch. Um, it's, this, this is, you're getting the inside scoop here, but um, we're going to, do you know Garrett Chow at all? I don't. Um, no. He he worked. He's basically the brains behind all the Mash SF stuff, okay. um, and the the designer behind all of that. And then he worked at Specialized for a number of years, and he's he's done a you know a bunch of cool stuff. Um, he's going to come on as our our business partner and and handle all of the all of our kind of design and every every little bit of design that we yeah that so we put brand, in everything branding and design and stuff oh that's super exciting yes. that's yeah, that's big that's really big i'm downplaying it but i am really excited about it it's gonna be it's gonna be super super cool so how's your day to, how does your day-to-day look you know on a you know how do you guys kind of divide and conquer currently uh, it's kind very of very carefully <laughs> Yeah, it's every, I mean, every day, it's, I mean, when you run a business, you do everything, right? So you kind of like have like some like point on your day that you have to make it. Like I have uh, this call and, and between that, you kind of just do have to do everything and be there, like be on from like eight to eight, whatever it is that you have, whatever you have to do, you have to do it. You know what I mean? Like if something shows up, so it's really I, we don't have like a schedule and it's real, it's really like the office is open from 10 to six for employees and, and what like things will like kind of have to happen every day. But for uh, Gemini, it's more like it never stop. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's even on the weekend or for us, it's not, it's always something to do. It's always the next project to think about or, a moment to talk about like what we want to do or what's happening next, what's, what's our next trip and all of that. So, yeah. It's, yeah. And I would say it's, you know, it's about, thankfully we're so invested in it and we're, it's such a part of our lifestyle that, that everything sort of blends in with one another, you know, from vacations become photo shoots and, you know, dinner at night becomes a design review and, you know, it's, it, 
but at the same time, it's about finding that that work balance between the two of us, especially. It, I mean, yeah, it never it never stops though. You know, it's I was up last night until two in the morning, like finishing up some blog posts for stuff that we have coming up, and that's awesome because it's like a nice quiet time. And then you come in here and you spend a lot of time just kind of interfacing with people and you know, talking to people that are coming in the store and that's awesome. And being able to like directly interact with customers, um, you know, and again, we've got, I would say I'm so stoked on the team that we have here, you know, from, and everyone plays a vital role in you know, making it happen. So it's, it's like this juggling act that, you know, it's, and, it, thankfully it's fun. I mean, yeah. you know, juggling is fun. Yeah, and all on all our people who work with uh, with us, um, it's everybody have like is really active and whatever. It's like Zander in the phone store, Mary does the shipping, and Devin is helping us with like logistics and more stuff. That's the all like also like say I'm gonna go on this like for David this 200 mile ride, and we're going for three days, and we are like just stoked with that and it's part of like what we're doing so it's, you feel like something is always happening and you know it's just like you just adapt on a day-to-day you become a jack of the jack of all trades really quickly where you're you're always working on some project or you know you have to have that passion and to to start your own thing or it's just not worth it because it's like you have to be so emotionally invested and so like it's so time intensive to to start your own brand and to run your own retail shop and to do all these different things that you guys are doing. I, you know, I can't even imagine, um, how, how you fit in sleep, let alone rides and runs. Well, those we do during the day. That's fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. I'd be remiss if we didn't at least talk kicks for, for a few minutes. So. Yeah. One of my favorite subjects. What can I ask though? What, what was your footwear company? I started with this guy, Coleman Horn. It was called Cloven, you know, something, uh, that was, you know, that you could wear out all day long and like be super comfortable in, but then you could like go out and go to dinner and not feel like you need to like dress it up. Um, so, so that was kind of what we were doing, which was, which was awesome. It was like a really fun project and I've been obsessed with footwear forever. Um, and, and so to, to be able to kind of work with Coleman who like has kind of done it all and really learned that side of the, the world from the, you know, from production to, you know, manufacturing to kind of working through protos and doing all that stuff. It was, it was awesome. Well, for what, what do you, what have you been wearing lately and what are your favorite kicks of all time? I try to not be a collector. You know, I try to like keep it to stuff that I will wear you know, on a daily basis, but then, you know, you turn around and you've got 200 pair of shoes in your basement and you're probably a collector at that point. I mean, I think you're a collector, but at the same time, it's like, if you're wearing all the pairs, like I, I don't ever buy shoes that I'm not willing to, to put on my feet and put out into the real world. So, I mean, I know you can make some decent money back on some threes if you, if you hold on to them for a while, but you know, I'd rather wear them. Yeah. And that's, so there's that side of it for me as well. And then there's like, I try to, like, I tend to go through themes, you know, where like for two years, the Air Max 90 was all I would touch, you know, and that I would, that was like, I almost, that was like my rule was like, I won't, I'll only buy 90s, you know. And, 
Hey, it's a good profile. It's a great silhouette, man. I understand that. Um, at the same time, you know, I don't have a, a brand loyalty as well. You know, like I love some Stan Smiths. Um, the A6, the gel, the gel light five is what I'm doing right now. It's a classic. Another, another classic. Totally. Um, Jordan, Jordan one is definitely up there though. The, the ones yeah, I, are incredible. And just uh, the whole story behind it. Of course. Yeah, I like the ones, the the threes, the fours, like the 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 usuals, the threes, the fours, the elevens. I always feel I feel like the six was always underrated though. I like the six a lot. I don't know, I was a fan. But six six was pretty good. The fours I think in eighth grade I traded an entire almost an entire comic book collection for a totally beat pair of fours um it was so beat and and they were all too big for me as well but i you know i played in them every day after that so good Um, so i still keep i still look for those you know i'm always like and even when they re-release the new ones i'm always like need to like figure out a way to actually make those happen but i i also don't like spending a shitload of money on on shoes because i know i want to wear them yeah you know i top i top out around maybe 150 bucks yeah i'm i'm same exact way i think you know at the end of the day if you can find like a dope pair of shoes that doesn't you know that it, you don't have to drop four or five hundred dollars on then it's totally yeah i don't feel guilty when i toss them on and and wear them <laughs> was it is that how you got into design then was it footwear or what was what what kind of what was that moment that kind of you know where you where you're like the the product there was more than it was more than just a pair of shoes was it those fours? I mean that was pretty early. I don't even think you know then I was aware of you know that side of it. Um, I the shoes and the shoes thing for me is has always been a a big deal and you know, having cool shoes and wearing the right shoes. It's only been recently within the last like five years that I could, you know, afford to have a bunch of pair of shoes. Yeah. So, so to say that that's, you know, what's been shaping me has, you know, a love for it is there, but not, not so much. Maybe if we were to really delve into it a little deeper, it would it would start to surface a little bit. But no, I mean, I I love them, but that's, you know, I would say if if we were to lean more towards like the publication side of things and magazines and, you know, books is where is where the design, the real design and, you know, inspiration comes from the the design behind books and the cover art and all those pieces were always like I totally geeked out on on those pieces growing up and there's some like certain books that still resonate like I can close my eyes and picture you know a cover or picture the font or whatever it is you know if if that's um you know what like I love Haruki Murakami I don't know if you've ever read any of it but like Wind Up Bird Chronicle is like one of those books that I can still, you know, it's like one of those books that like changed the way I look at, look at the world and, and changed how, you know, it just all those pieces. And so I can close my eyes and still see that or the cover of, uh, you know, Slaughterhouse five or catch 22, like all the, like, you know, kind of that, that dark black humor, 
Um, you know, kind of those, those pieces. Like I totally agree with that. That catcher, that catcher in the rye with like the horses and stuff on it is always like, maybe it was cause my college roommate got a tattoo of it, but it was also like, so it was so cool to just ha- see that little, that book and, you know, art that looked like it was maybe from comic books and, you know, it was like a marriage of the two that was, that was sweet. Nice. Did you ever read House of Leaves? Uh, no. Oh, that's, that book, just the way it was, the, the way it's printed and he plays with like the, uh, go totally off on a tangent, but like the, the way like he goes off on, like the way it's printed and the narratives that he uses and he uses different fonts and different colors and really plays with a bunch of different things. It's just, it's amazing. And it's like written from the perspective of a, of like a film, a photographer and a filmmaker. So I think that piece kind of resonated with me too. It's pretty solid. I'll, I'll send a copy to the, to the office. Like it's, it's one of those books that like you would really enjoy. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll toss one in the mail. It's, it's one I like to share. Oh, cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, uh, well, dude, well, thanks for taking the time. I, you know, I really appreciate it. I love what you guys are doing and, uh, you know, definitely, you know, keep up the good work. I'm excited to see what you guys have coming out. Yeah. I feel like I almost could give you a preview, but we're like in the right in the middle of like finalizing everything that's going to be here this summer. Nice. uh, In the next like month or so. So yeah, there's going to be some, some updates to some old stuff and some new stuff that's totally crazy and some stuff that goes well with some, some shoes and, and maybe some, maybe some special edition shoes in the works. Oh, (laughs) who knows? Maybe just maybe. Cool. Oh man. I can't wait to hear more about that. Well, Hey, well, thanks again. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, uh, you know, again, appreciate you taking the time and, and good luck with everything. Cool. Thanks, man. So that was this week's episode of the analog show. After being in the store, the last few times I've been in Portland and totally geeking out about their socks and apparel. It was great to get to chat with Jeremy and Julie and pick their brains on kind of what drives them creatively and how they keep the numerous projects that they're working on organized and moving forward. Seriously, if you don't own any of their socks or apparel, you're probably not that cool. At the end of the day, I'm not that cool either, but at least I wear cool socks now. Be sure to check them out at theathleticcommunity.com and be sure to stop in the store next time you're in Portland. Uh, Thanks again for checking out the show. Until next time.